Welcome to Trash Romance Central. I am your hostess with the mostest, Becca, no last name. And I am so happy to be back talking to you guys. Um, I know I've been on a little hiatus. We'll get into that. But first, let me introduce or reintroduce or re-welcome, I should say, (laughs) two of my favorite guests. First, we have my wifey on Twitter and now I think maybe wife in real life. Um, Honey, welcome back. Hi, guys. I'm yeah. so excited. Say hi to the people. Um, and then we also have Kristen from DZ for DZ, my favorite podcast host, my favorite <laughs> DZ everything. Um, so happy to have you back on the podcast, Kristen. Thank you for inviting me for this. I'm so excited. Yes, yes. So, guys, I know that we are kind of on an official Bridgerton desert or whatever you want to call it because the next season um the next official season isn't probably coming until Christmas is what I've heard which Um, is crazy I know (laughs) I know I mean I not to derail the conversation but this is going to happen a lot if you listen to the podcast you know this is probably happening (laughs) that's how we roll (laughs) (laughs) this will happen a lot um I saw something that said like they had just wrapped up filming like maybe a couple months ago Mm -hmm. and they are exhausted and so they don't want to go like if they I think they could in theory edit release but then they Mm -hmm. would have to go do press immediately I Uh, also I think part of the reason why they're holding off is because there's that writer's strike going on yeah so they really don't they want to space it out because they don't know how long this writer's strike is going to go and if the writer's strike goes long enough both the Screen Actors Guild Award as well as the Producers mm-hmm. Act Guild Awards negotiations are coming up, so they might also go on strike. So I think that's why they're holding off till yeah. Christmas. Yes, in my I, opinion. Anyway. I remember the great writer's strike of 2007, I think it was, mm-hmm. and that like affected so many so many shows I was watching like because yeah. they didn't start like we didn't get episodes until very late into the season because yeah yeah I don't really feel affected by it besides probably this um mm-hmm. just because I'm not a huge late night talk show fan and I know that's like most of the people that are getting the the brunt or the effect is like the late nights of Stephen Colbert and yeah so far um, yeah so, so far, far. So yeah far. I was gonna say it's because a big a actually the big thing that's kind of leading this is the streamers like Netflix yeah. like not yeah. proper they're just wanting to like pay them one and done like their contractors yeah. and not you know I saw that they're literally Research. asking for three percent that's mm-hmm. it that's yeah, yeah. it's that's, it's ridiculous and writers should nothing. get paid more I know yeah. well <laughs> my uh, original point <laughs> sorry <laughs> no I did that all by myself my original point was that during this hiatus of us waiting for the next Bridgerton season, we have a really, really special treat with uh, Queen Charlotte, a Bridgerton story, mm-hmm. which if you're not familiar with, um, I saw somebody ask on Twitter, like, I didn't watch season two of Bridgerton. Like, do I need to be able to watch it to have some backstory? You do not even need to know what Bridgerton is at all no. in order to watch Queen Charlotte. Honestly, a part of me would have loved if like if I would have known this was happening and if I didn't get like sucked in, a part of me would have really loved to actually watch this first because it is mm-hmm. a prequel and then watch the other two seasons. And I think like it would have just kind of made us understand Queen Charlotte even more. more. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll get we'll get into that, more into that later. But yeah, if if you are a huge Bridgerton fan, huge 
Regency novel era, anything of that, you will love this show. Um, it is heart-wrenching. If you have watched mm-hmm. Bridgerton, we all know how this ends. It is yeah. not, it's not happily ever after. It yeah. is ever after. I know. I feel um, like it is kind of a little bit happily ever after, but it's not the regular happily ever yeah, after. It's, it's, it's a, yes, it's an unconventional HEA. Yes, it's an unconventional HEA. That's a perfect way to put it. Um, but yeah, so that's what we'll be talking about for the next three episodes of the podcast. We'll be watching two of them at a time and then releasing um, the episodes after. So super excited for this. Before we get into Queen Charlotte, I have not talked to you guys in what feels like forever. Um, And so I won't do, I won't do the usual stick of um, your tropes right now or cliches just because I feel like I know all of those and I feel like they have not Probably haven't changed no. much. No. Um, and it would wind up being an entire podcast of I know. us just having trope discourse. It would. It would. <laughs> We're really we good need, for that. We actually need to do that. That's actually, I might write that down right now. That's actually oh a really God. good idea. You should do an episode of just the tropes we love and the tropes we hate. Mm-hmm. Oh, that it would just be screaming in people's ears. We'll have to. Or like do a trope, like do a trope, a specific trope, and then maybe have a guest on who loves it and a guest on who hates that trope. Ooh. And then like, <gasps> like that. It's like, look at Kristen's podcasting coming through. She's like, I'm the content queen. <laughs> you guys I'm totally this. not. <laughs> you guys hear this. You're getting free consulting right now. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Don't oh, do yeah. it. <laughs> Becca's <laughs> podcast is going to do it first. If you're mm-hmm. listening, do not do this. Yes, do not Seriously. do this. Becca. We're calling dibs for Becca. Crash Romance Central <laughs> will be the first to do this. Um, but yeah, so I just want to know, like, what have you guys been reading, watching? What are you into right now? Kristen? Okay. Um, I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk at the same time. Um, so I have been reading a lot of historical romance lately, not even because of this, like it just happened to tie in well. Um, so in, it's kind of cool. Cause if you're someone who's a fan of like Julia Quinn and especially Lisa Kleypas, the author I've been reading is, I don't know if you say her name, Elisa or Eliza. Cause it's an S, but I don't know if it's Anyway, so Elisa Braden or Elisa Braden, I'm not sure which way it is, but she's kind of like if Julia Quinn and Lisa Kleypas had like an author baby and like then she puts out these books and they're really good. Um, So I'm doing a read along with um, some friends on Instagram and like they kind of set up a a read along and stuff for her because they're like big fans of this author. And so that's who I've been reading a lot of. I've read a couple of really old school um, Judith McNaught romance novels, which are like from like the 80s. Like, legit. Oh, do they have the really like cheesy like covers? Like, where? Oh, yeah. My favorite kind. Yes, like super. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> a bare chested man on rock. Oh, listen, like, uh-huh. I just Googled Elisa Bryan and Scotland. I am game. Thank mm-hmm. you for the recommendation. You're, you're very welcome. I have to give the credit to Gigi Reads Romance and Nadia and her step backs on Instagram, though, because they're like the ones who showed her to me. So um, I'm just sharing the love. But yeah, so I've read a couple of Judith McNaughts, one of which those can be really old school, like really non-consensual very like rapey type uh yeah but we've we've had the conversation about being good at like knowing what the when it was yeah these were written in like the 80s taking off a layer of feminism when you read (laughs) yes for sure it's escapism Um, it's fine you're still feminist 
Um, but the one I really loved was called almost heaven. And that one I feel like would hold up today very well. Like okay. almost heaven. Okay. Yes. By really Judith. McDonald. So those have been like my top, like, yeah. Anything by Elisa Braden and almost heaven by Judith McNaught. Like so good. I have, uh, I'm the opposite. So um, I think I already shared it on Twitter, but I've been on this like sports romance, particularly mm-hmm. hockey romance. I have seen your tweets. <laughs> Read, bitch. Okay. <laughs> I have seen your tweets about that. Um, and it's, it's been very lovely. I did not realize how much I enjoyed hockey fights and hockey in general, which I hate winter. So it's, it's very weird. So I've been reading a lot of hockey romance, uh, novels and for watching, I've been mostly on, uh, Chinese drama level of watching lately um unforgettable i forget what the full name is but unforgettable is my newest watch and it's super honey yes because it's an arranged marriage trope of rivals to lovers Mm, the best (laughs) and it's very rare for me because this this is the only time where i'm like yay children in the in the show because the kid is the one who orchestrates the whole (laughs) arranged marriage love story because he meets the female lead first and falls in love with her and forces his dad to do the whole arranged marriage thing it's so a little so sleepless in seattle yeah, yeah it's a very oh, yeah. this sounds like it was a deezy <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have not seen a deezy of it okay. but it Maybe should be made hot. into a deezy because mm-hmm. It's it's perfection. That's like the dad something. is, yeah, the dad is a CEO robot, super unfeeling, has no idea how to deal with his emotion, and she's emotion first. Oh, and the boy. little kid is a genius that doesn't talk to anyone, but the only person now he'll speak to is her. Oh, so they like have a little bond there. Yeah, they have a super good bond. It's so cute. Oh, you know who could play him in the DZ is that cute little boy from. Um... AMI. I didn't even watch AMI, but that little oh, kid yeah. is so cute. That little like, kid would be so good. Yeah, yeah, it should be made into a DZ because um, it's... This kind of sounds like an iteration of Doliné without the singing. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, because it's his... But it's more his... Yeah, instead of... It's, is it... The kid is his son or... Um, no, it's actually... In, in Doliné, the kid is his... Nephew. Nephew? Though. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Spoiler, if you're watching Unforgettable, the Chinese drama, just stop listening. No, it is his nephew also in the Chinese <gasps> drama. Oh, how funny. She no doesn't wonder, know until halfway like, through. Like yeah. Okay. She doesn't I, know until I, halfway I was saying through. That you guys know I went through like a Dolanay phase. It was like one yes. of the first DZs I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds very similar, but. It is. It is. Now that you say it. Sorry. I did not make the connection. I love you. <laughs> until no, now. Awesome. Okay. But it's it awesome. is. <laughs> A hundred percent similar because without the singing, that's a, that's the important. There part. is no singing <laughs> no whatsoever. Singing. Um, she no she's a doctor. <laughs> she's a doctor. She's very although she leads with her emotion first. She's actually a psychologist, and he um he's the uncle, but he, he took custody of his nephew after mm-hmm. his parents died and like took over the family company and feels really unprepared for it when he took over so he like took on this like very cold CEO facts-based thing mm-hmm. and he's dealing with a genius child on top of that so he's also very 
focused on that. And she's like, emotions and love and talking. And the kid is like, I love you. You are going to be my mommy. (laughs) And the whole arranged marriage happens because the kid calls her mom to everybody that comes around from the get-go. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) It's it's very tropey, but I eat it up because you know how much I love cliches. (laughs) Yeah. No, that sounds... That sounds everybody right should watch it. That sounds yeah, isn't that why that's why we're all here. We all love yeah. those cliches. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what brought us together. No, but it's perfect. There's like no cheating, and they're t- they're pretty much on the same spectrum mm-hmm. to when they finally get together, or even prior to getting together. They're I just I will say there's no miscommunication because they're really good at communicating throughout. Oh, we love that. I hate yeah. miscommunication jerks. So yeah. If Chinese thing. drama and hockey romances have been my life. <laughs> okay. Well, very interesting stuff, guys. We are not going to talk about <laughs> what you have been reading. Chinese dramas or, or hockey romances. Um, Kristen is prepared for this and she has been reading. Yeah. So yeah she's been <laughs> she's been doing all types of homework. <laughs> I guess I have. Well, I've been stuck at I've just been stuck at home because I don't I think you know, Becca, like that my dog had to have surgery. Um, yeah. And so, and he can't like jump or anything. So, like, it's kind of like just worked out for the last week. Yeah. I've just been able to do nothing but read because I have to watch him like a hawk. So, I'm just like on the couch with my Kindle. And yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad to hear that he's that he's doing better. Me too. Me too. Um, Hi. That Yay, was a little, little roller coaster ride. So, yes, it happy, was. Super happy for Jack. Thank you. All right. Are you guys ready to? to unpack yeah. this <laughs> we're gonna start with episode one obviously um, um i i feel like i love shonda rhimes sorry okay I'm just no, gonna cut in. here's the thing i <laughs> appreciate shonda rhimes because i don't care what i do have my own gripes with her but sure. the one thing i appreciate about shonda rhimes is she always will bring the chemistry oh absolutely i've never watched a shonda rhimes show and there hasn't been chemistry between the two main leads Mm -hmm. she knows how to pick them and she knows how to pick attractive men that's i I will say i will say that listen i already know what you're no no I'm you you probably don't because I I I watched um (laughs) Queen Charlotte and I was like let me re-download my dating apps because I've never felt more single in my life and I just need to be held by someone (laughs) someone hold me I mean I so when I saw the when I saw the previews I thought he was attractive but I do Mm -hmm. think we all have that same thing of like for us, it's more about like how a man talks, how a man like mm-hmm. carries himself, his like swagger and stuff. So yeah. like when I saw the first clip, I was like, oh, he's like really handsome, mm-hmm. super like dreamy and like knows how to like talk to her and knows how to keep her on her toes. But by episode, um, by episode three, yes, I did jump guys. Um- <laughs> Sorry, Hani and I already told, confessed off camera. We binged the entire series. <laughs> we're only talking yeah. about the first two episodes i will say like five minutes in uh, not even five minutes in i'm i'm jumping ahead but like when they have their conversation 
and he's talking to her, I was like, I am 100% game. He no, is my I, man. I think I literally, I think if you go on my Twitter account, you literally will see me say, This man is fine. Like, and then, yeah. and just like, like out of just, just, just had me. <laughs> and the worst part is, I watched the first episode at work and I was like, Um, I'm gonna have to take a break. <laughs> yeah. He is just let me just walk away from my desk because yeah, I need to make does, sure I'm not leaving a trail. <laughs> give the give the casting person a raise. Um right oh, off the yeah. bat, I will also say just the casting of young Charlotte. Um I I wish I knew actors' names. I don't. Does in, anybody have names? In, I, I don't have I have their Oops. first names. Okay, um, that's fine. I don't. <laughs> India India is young Charlotte and Golda okay. is uh present day well okay. not really Charlotte. present none of it's present day but you know what I mean present yeah. day I know that young George is named Corey because I yes. had to check to make sure he was of age before I, I like went full feral I did the same thing <laughs> I did the same thing and I was morning. like oh he's at least 25 we're yeah. good no I did the same thing this morning I was like before I go on the podcast and talk about how attractive I need to make sure that he's of a certain age first <laughs> yeah um so I, I absolutely did the same thing but yes the casting of India like I know that sometimes it's really hard to get casting right, especially when you're doing a young, you know, a young version of a person mm-hmm. versus older. I know the crown did a really good job with this. I didn't watch the crown, um, but I know the crown did a really good job with this. And there's some mm-hmm. other shows that did a good job. And so like, but Queen Charlotte did excellent. The like, the way she talks, yes. her facial expressions. They even had the mole, right? It is. It's just, it's wild. It's incredible. And I just, I kind of had to have to get that out before we <laughs> talk about that, that was, that was one of my first notes that I wrote is I said, India and Golda are platinum. Cause I said, they're even above gold. Like, so they're platinum. Yeah. Hey. India clearly studied her future self because she her like- manner, her mannerisms, her speech, it's all so seamless. Like, yeah, it's, but it's not so seamless where you feel like it's like phoned in. Yeah, it feels right. like a natural progression. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, this makes sense that this is how she was when she was younger, exactly. and this is how she is now that she's right. older and jaded. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I think that was so important, is because like we see, I saw a couple tweets like when the official initial trailer came out or whatever, and people were mm-hmm. like, oh, like you know, throughout Bridgerton, Charlotte literally asks questions like, is he dead yet? Or mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's so you get this vibe that she's so like cold and callous love her husband. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I wonder how they're going to portray it in the story mm-hmm. to make it make sense that at some point in time. Um, and I think we'll come to find out that they're still madly in love with each other. But at some point in time, she had these feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was I was like, I don't know how they're going to to do this. Yeah, it makes and- sense if you look at like how she speaks and how she was right. when she was young it does, and it, it also it's not a puts a love cry. yeah and yeah. it also puts the love spin on it because you're like this is just who she is as a person she's a very pragmatic, pragmatic. yeah absolutely so and she's so brilliant oh, I know I loved her from like the first scene and I was like mm-hmm. oh I just I want to say I hope she gets I don't know if Netflix shows get 
Emmys. They don't. Yes. Get- they do. They okay. Do. I hope she gets. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the correct award is, but I truly hope that she gets nominated. Um, her and Corey, because I, mm-hmm. I think they did a fantastic job. I think they can even do Golden Globes too, because that's for both yeah. like movies and yeah, so, short yeah, series or whatever. We're, them we're all speaking of all of the awards into existence. Uh, we do. That was definitely my first note. Um, yep. something else that like always touches my heart which I, I think I've talked about on the podcast before, is watching Regency era and seeing people of color who are not slaves or oh my God. or um, doing housework always touch my heart. And when we see them in the carriage and she's with her brother and like they're coming from Germany and they're, they're already mm-hmm. their own, they're already royalty. Their own royalty. Um, and obviously the marriage is um, arranged um it's planned it's not like she's you know she's but it's very parkourist for regency it is. i do yeah it and was. i do agree with you i will say um i loved even in the first episode i feel like they didn't shy away from the race aspect no, of things did it. and that was and so i appreciated that because I, I i was expecting them not to even acknowledge it but they did acknowledge it and it yeah. made sense to me with how things were absolutely um, and we'll absolutely. talk more about it <laughs> as we get into it but i have like copious notes where i was like this makes sense no i that was also something that i noticed because in bridgerton season one they talk about it. I think Lady Danbury like kind yep. of says something yes. to, to the dude. She um, calls it the great experiment. Yeah. She and she like Lady Danbury says something to Renee P- Page's character in the first season that's just something like still remember that we're not them or something. It's something very right. subtle, but that's yeah. the only time throughout for me the first two seasons talks about the racial divide that it wasn't always this way we're not we don't live in a world where this was always right equality Mm -hmm. and so it's like they kind of allude to it but to be able to actually see Mm -hmm. essentially what charlotte what doors she was able to open open um, and we'll talk more about that but yeah so that's that was definitely huge to me yeah Um, i also think when you were talking about the casting i feel like the two lady danbury's well yeah here's what's crazy i didn't realize the first time we see young lady Danbury, who's played by, a, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but her name is Arsema, A-R-S-E-M-A. I, that's um, how I would say it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, it's funny. Cause I was like, it took me like a couple scenes to realize, oh, that's young lady Danbury. Really? Yes. I should have realized it because once I realized it, I was like, duh, this is so freaking obvious. Okay, again, that's... the casting is so good, but I was like, cause my first note is um who is she <laughs> is i said where is it i was like ew who is this old man on this poor woman please girl put a pillow <laughs> over his head and run like i thought it was i literally my notes say laney danbury is fucking a corpse that's literally what my notes say <laughs> yeah see i think that's where we kind of differ because i saw her mm-hmm. like you know because the way it shows is you hear the sounds of mm-hmm. creaking of a bed mm-hmm. and then they show her face and I was like oh my god that's I know so I, was like, yeah, I don't know if maybe I don't know what it was but I just mm-hmm. knew it you was her knew. as a young her and I was like oh my god and she was so disinterested I'm like oh this makes sense mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 it was, also explains why 
she is so, she is she is so the jaded. way she is. Yeah. yeah. And who can blame her? Like I, yeah. Cause we never really knew much about her. We knew she's a widow, obviously, but we don't really know much beyond that. And Bridgerton, like, yeah. You know, was she so jaded because she loved him so much? And once he was gone, you know, that is not it, but that's not it at all. (laughs) Um, And I think maybe that was probably why it didn't pop into my head that second is because like, I think maybe somewhere in the back of my head, that's just what I was assuming because these are romances. So like, of course, she had like a happy, wonderful marriage because this is a romance and she's a character in a romance. Exactly. Not true. And I've, I've seen. I've seen a lot of discord. I don't want to get too much into this one point, mm-hmm. but I have seen a lot of people that are a little upset at Shonda for making her her See, background I be. Don't this, understand. This isn't, on, this isn't based on like book material, so this is all right. just from Shonda's brain, Correct. The writers' heads. And so I did see a lot of backlash that out of all of the characters, mm-hmm. she was the one that kind of didn't get to have this you know, like romantic story, this fairy tale. But here's the thing I'm going to say. I know you don't want to get into the discourse and I'm probably going to get a lot of hate of this, but it does make sense to me that her relationship was the way it was. Because if you look at it, um, even looking just regular historical facts of Mm -hmm. black women, women in color, whatever you want to, whatever banner you want to go into, They've always had to take the worst of society, absorb it, and then do their best to make society better. So it made sense to me that she had this background. Just even if you look back into season one of Bridgerton, she makes comments that make sense that her marriage was not happy. Right. Yeah. If you go and that her relationship was not like perfect, it makes sense to me that she did not have the greatest childhood and she had to make sacrifices and she had to do things in order to be like, this is what's best for my people. This is what's best for my society. This is what I just have to do in order to ensure that the future generations have it better than I had. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the fence about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I do agree that this makes sense this this honestly worse probably would have happened if we're being honest on a historical realm and so I think I think I do understand where people were coming from because we do watch we do watch this to Mm -hmm. escape and to have some form of escapism and so I will say some of the scenes did feel a little extra and unnecessary to me but Mm -hmm. that's just Honestly, if you watch any of Shonda's shows, sometimes I'm like, okay, Shonda, you could have wrapped this up. Like, like we didn't need, like, we didn't need yeah. three and a half minutes of this. Like, you could have cut yeah. this in half. Like- I, I always struggle with, like, I always struggle with, like, okay, because, yes, I will say, like, at, I got very uncomfortable very quickly where I was like, okay, I don't even want to watch her, like, have to go through this. Even though, you know, because she's Lady Jamboree, she's, you know, she sees it, she's doing what she has to do, you know. Um but, still, but I guess it was like, it was so uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, what is the line? Because there's other shows I've watched where I'm like, this makes me like sick, like something I'm watching an assault or, you know, some violent, but part of me is like, okay. One side of me is like, okay, I, I appreciate that. It's like, no, you're making me see and acknowledge like this kind of right. stuff happened and went on. Right. And it's not just like words on a page that I have to read, but I'm like seeing it happen. And then where does it venture into like trauma porn? Exactly. 
I think that's yeah. what you need. I, think, the I don't think it ever hit trauma porn because you never so. saw her and people might disagree with and I'm okay with feel free to at me on Twitter. It never hit trauma porn for me because mm-hmm. she was you never saw her afraid mm-hmm. or in pain. She was just like, this is a lot of life I was dealt with mm-hmm. and I might not enjoy what's going on right now but this is just what I have to do to survive and to go through my life and go through day by day. And which is why I guess I didn't have the same visit. Maybe it's because um, I grew up in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. So I knew a lot of women like her where Mm -hmm. you're like, I may not love my husband. Mm -hmm. I may not even like my husband, but this is my lot in life. And this is what I have to do in order to get through day by day and make sure that the next generation well she even calls it a chore at some point yeah so it's like you know and when you hear the word chore it's like yeah that's not something scary and traumatic it's just something you have you have part of your routine and you have to do it yeah which I mean is sad but like you said it's not trauma trauma. Mm -hmm. and I think that's where we have to almost kind of take our view of things because what we view as trauma because of where we've gone and things have happened and now we understand things better what we view as trauma may not be what people in the past views viewed mm-hmm. as trauma and we're almost kind of putting our point of view on this character yeah but and I mean that's, almost, that's I'm not saying she's not people... a victim yeah I'm just saying that she doesn't see herself as a victim she sees herself as a victor mm-hmm. and uh and this like you never get from her that she feels oh no she doesn't she doesn't feel sorry for herself Mm-hmm. At, at yeah. any point or downgraded yeah. Yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah if she had therapy she might view it differently but <laughs> I we I always struggle because I feel like we have to take our modern view of yeah, things we gotta, we gotta off, take the 2023 lens off of off yeah. of yeah off of it. it's hard though and Twitter yeah. doesn't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why I struggled with Twitter this when yeah. I finally after I watched I, fi- <laughs> I finally put on Twitter I was like oh my god what do you mean you're making her because she was my favorite. I loved, I loved how strong she was. She was like, this is mm-hmm. just a chore I have to do. Yeah, yeah. I have to deal with my husband. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to get censored. Yeah, <laughs> we can, figure we out. Can, um... <laughs> I don't want to swear, but she's like, I have to deal with my husband taking his marital rights. Right. Yeah. Even though I don't enjoy a hundred percent. But in her eyes, she was like, this is just the way society is. And this is just what women have to do in my time. Mm-hmm. We have to accept our husbands in. And then after I'm going to take a bath and mm-hmm. wash him away. Yeah. And I'm still me. Yeah. And she had the relationship that she had with her her lady's maid, lady in waiting, whatever you want to call Carol. I love um, Carol. Yeah, Coral. Was- Coral? Is Coral. it Coral? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My bad. Was something that- <laughs> I mean. It's all the same letters. So yeah. <laughs> that was something that like having to to watch the horror that she had to go through, but then mm-hmm. at least knowing that she had someone that was there with her yeah. who was able to like talk to her, take care of her afterwards. Um, so yeah. But yeah, she I don't sounding wanna, I don't a sounding board. She, I don't want to no, stay on that too long because no, it's kind of make me a you little don't have yeah. Well, um, I feel like it's not sad. It's just I feel like it's almost a triumphant. Like she is a representative of what women had to go through. And then if you even dig deeper, what women of color had to go through in order to prop up men of color. 
Right. Yeah. Because she, she was a hundred percent. She never gets any recognition for, and we'll talk about some of the stuff that she ends up doing that mm-hmm. um, her husband doesn't even realize. Acknowledge. <laughs> yeah. He just thinks he's getting invited to these things. <laughs> because of his own him. accord. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, misogyny and misogynoir. Yay. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go back to the beginning. Some of my notes I have. Charlotte sees someone signing paperwork <laughs> and these literally this is what my note says which I assume is her marriage being finalized yeah. um so essentially it starts with um Charlotte realizing that she's going to be in an arranged marriage mm-hmm. um and then it, we go to the carriage and we see them on their way and see, before the carriage can we talk about Charlotte's female rage I appreciated how she was she watched that go down and then went and she tore up that palace I was like that's what I would do she was very upset (laughs) I loved too that that whole all of that scene and until they're like in the carriage and her brother's finally like you haven't said a word in like six hours Mm -hmm. there's zero dialogue for the first five minutes of this show oh wow I like clocked it four minutes and 56 seconds and there are no words like but I love that because honestly, there's so much to take in and like appreciate like the people, the gorgeousness, the scenery, like, but I realized, yeah. And I was like, I realized like, I felt like though I was already absorbing so much about who she is as a person without her even having to say a word. Like, yeah, absolutely. I loved, I loved that. In my notes, I even have that to me, the, the opening card, like the, Mm -hmm. the design that they have, like the Mm -hmm. graphics for the, the cast names, the music, it is such a different vibe from Bridgerton, mm-hmm. which I actually love because I was a little afraid that the identity of both shows were going to be so intertwined mm-hmm. that it did feel like we were just watching like another season of yeah. Bridgerton. Oh, Bridgerton. And it was but it wasn't. so Bridgerton vast- spinoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so yeah. vastly different. So I I I also kind of have that. Um, but that's really cool. I didn't even realize that there's yeah, there's like no dialogue until Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Because you can feel her just kind of going up and up and then the siblings start talking and then as somebody who did grow up with siblings I appreciated the sibling conversation because it was such a brother sister conversation yeah I love her her brother me Um, too I love her brother and I'm hopping around a little bit but I do hope that um we see him again at some point Mm -hmm. um because yeah, my heart was a little broken when, like, obviously they get married, guys. Um, that's not a spoiler. Like, that's yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> that's actual. That's history. So that's history. My heart does break a little bit when um, he, like, says goodbye. But because at this point, she's, like, queen. Like, he doesn't, like, hug oh, when her. He, yeah, he's so he formal and, like, cold. say, like, I love you so much. Goodbye. And yeah. she's, like, she's, like, dude, like, what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, she seems very confused by how he leaves. And I get it. But it I, really I, broke my heart. I literally think I like, yelled at my phone, like, come back and give her a hug goodbye. Yeah, like, she's still my sister. Wait, you didn't realize? I thought, I knew he wasn't going to give her a hug. Because, like, in that carriage ride that um, Kristen brought up, where they're having this conversation as to how this all came to be, he tells her point blank, like, I... I know there's something fishy going on and why this happened, but I don't have the opportunity, the power, even though I'm powerful or than you, I don't have the power to say no to this. Right. And I know it's not going to be fun for you, 
but this is just what you're gonna have to do to help our people yeah mm-hmm. exactly it's duty over it's duty over yeah. what you want for yourself yeah but i don't know again like <laughs> this is historical fiction shauna could have made them hug like i'm just yeah. oh <laughs> see i i like <laughs> that she didn't make him hug, hug. Because I feel like it made it clear. Because he also talks about how he was so lax with Charlotte. Yeah, he did. I let let you I loved you so much. I let you study. I let you do all these things. And he's like, I did all this to you. And then you can hear him almost saying the non-spoken part, which is now I feel like you need to do what I made it to do. No, I made it harder for you to realize that you don't have the autonomy the autonomy yeah. uh, thank you to to have these feelings and i feel guilty so yeah. he felt so guilty i don't think it had anything to do with him i think i mean with her i think it had more to do with him like mm. he could not be in that line and he could not look her in her face and hug her knowing that he gave her all this autonomy when she was younger and now he had to sell her up the creek mm-hmm. yeah, the way yeah. most women have to do in that time and he's like I, do, I don't want to look at you I don't want to acknowledge the fact that I had to do what I had to do mm-hmm. because yeah. just the cards were, were dealt so it made sense that he was such a coward and he had to like leave yeah. and get out right and, away I mean that character thing was so it was so well done it was so like as someone who obviously wouldn't be in the shoes of someone about to marry like i just got recently engaged and it's not an arranged but it's, not a, it's not a betrothal contract <laughs> um as far it as might i be. Know, as far as i know <laughs> um but as someone who is not going through this, its experience at all i truly felt like i was in that moment i feel like charlotte in that moment i'm sitting in her shoes and i'm freaking out because like i have yeah. no idea who i'm about to marry like she what does she keep saying is he a is he a beast or a beast um <laughs> and she's not even asking that in a in the sense of his appearance she wants to know if that's in his like manner he is in his manner is he a troll? yeah is how he, he treats beast? people how he treats women mm-hmm. and you know she asked this she asked this to her brother but she also asked this to brimsley who oh like can we just talk about brimsley for a second i, I was, love him my first thing was when he first shows up you know, and she's kind of like, wait, who are you? Why are you five paces behind me? You're always going to be five paces behind me. What and the he heck? Is. And he, he is. is. And so, of course, he's supposed to come across like kind of annoying to her. Yeah. But like I could tell from the get go, I wrote wherever. I don't remember where the note is. But the first thing I wrote about him was I have a feeling I'm going to adore Brinsley. Yeah. Like, yeah I mean, I had the same note. Yeah, yeah. He is with her. Like if you if you watch um, season the first one, season two, it's it's still Brimsley. So like, mm-hmm. m- I don't think my brain realized Mine that though initially mm-hmm. Mine I was either. like, I was like, wait, I think they're trying to make a connection. And then there are some flashback scenes towards mm-hmm. the present. What is their present day? Right. And we see him and I'm like, holy crap. He still walks. <laughs> he still walks five paces. He's still five paces behind her. See, that's weird. Him. Cause the minute he was like, I'm Brimsley. I'm like, oh my God, this makes sense. That's her yeah. like, right hand man. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we even like get to the wedding and stuff, that conversation, sorry, I just had some notes about the conversation in that carriage that I loved so much because I feel like the monologue that her whale died so goes, I could look like yeah. this monologue. Yes. Yeah, the monologue <laughs> she goes on is just such a huge, it's like the joys of being a woman in the world. And 
if you just change a little bit of the wording, we can change the whale bones to skims. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> like the joys of this is what I have to do in order to appear to be marriageable mm-hmm. and, and worthy in the right. eyes of society. Uh, which is why I can't even move an inch because if I even deviate a little bit society it felt like almost a cultural comment because she's like if I even move a bit the whalebone might hit might puncture me and I'm gonna bleed out and die but it also is very reminiscent to how society treats women that kind of oh, deviate from yeah the idea of what femininity is or mm-hmm. what we're expected to project and I was like oh my god it's yeah. so good no it was mm-hmm. it was definitely a direct correlation and the the writers were talking to us they were they were yeah. literally being like guys we see you like this is mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is yeah. social commentary is yeah. all of us we are we are all in this this carriage we are all um in this very uncomfortable because he's like oh don't be upset or emotional and she's like i am not upset or yeah. emotional i am you never angry. tell a woman that by the way please yeah. like, she's like you know, i am angry this is what i have to do in order to survive it's, it's funny that it's like women we're somehow the one we're emotional we're we're reactive we're this and i'm like you know what's interesting you don't see um a lot of women stalking and murdering men who have turned them down like so really who are the like emotional or or even punching a tv screen because their favorite um team lost (laughs) Uh Uh so yeah i could that's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) but the way how funny yeah seems like y'all are the emotional ones but okay yeah because she says no one she (laughs) says to him point blank i'm not emotional i'm not upset i am angry yeah but this is what's going on and also why didn't you ask questions because you know there has to be something wrong with this guy for them to go all the way out here for him to find a wife yeah, and yeah. she's smart enough she's like there is something going on yeah. and, my, and it's not even about his looks or anything she's like there's something wrong with this guy for them to come all the way out here and ask me to be his future mm-hmm. queen and and i was like my was, girl is so smart she was on the money <laughs> she, was. <laughs> she was um let's talk she's about- like is he ugly and spoiler he's not ugly no he's not <laughs> ugly at all <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we finally, they finally get there and she's essentially asking Brimsley, she's asking all of the staff, like no one, I mean, obviously no one is going to just go into conversation with her. Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't, I don't know if at the time, like Germany did things differently, but you can tell that like her relationships that she had with her ladies or her Mm -hmm. maid, whoever were how her housekeepers were very different from what is expected um in, in england yeah right. in england. Because even with her whole like, wanting brimsley to walk why can't you just walk next to me yeah like why like, can't we just yeah. chat um tell me as, about him. what does he do and no one nerd answers <laughs> as a nerd i will say um and this might be my bias coming through yes english courts were historically more prissy and snobby yeah, <laughs> than other courts yeah, <laughs> yeah and so you, it made you, sense you to me that you can see that really coming through. And I just thought it was so funny that she just mm-hmm. kept trying to be like, is he a troll? Tell me. Yeah. Like, is he a troll? <laughs> like, <laughs> And they're just like, you're going to have amazing babies and you're going to this and you're well, going to that. Like, yeah. And when she meets, I think they call her the Princess Royale, but 
technically speaking, she should be the queen mother, but maybe because her husband was never queen, I mean, was never king, maybe that's why they just call her the Princess Royale, George's mother, who's the one who meets her initially mm-hmm. and yeah. just kind of looks down on her. Which, by the way, her using European as a slur, I was like, <laughs> what an English thing to do. Yeah, she... Um, She's like, you're so European. Yeah, we have this initial this initial scene where she's essentially just breaking over from top to bottom yeah, trying to be assessed doesn't doesn't she try to wipe the with, like i uh-huh. it's like, like it's makeup like her skin color is makeup uh-huh. <laughs> Which, so i was just kind of like um it's not gonna it's not gonna go anywhere like that's <laughs> that's my skin like not yeah. to bring <laughs> but the fact that light skin charlotte is still too dark for english court is just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just it let's goes move it to twenty eighteen. But moving back out of that, she's just the the mother. I was like, yeah. oh my god, I gosh. actually really like her. I don't know, like, I mean, obviously, she is not she mm-hmm. is not an amazing person, like <laughs> ethically. But, but she can you you can still appreciate a great character who is not absolutely. a good person. Yeah, absolutely. no, she's evil. She is written incredibly well mm-hmm. she is unwavering in the fact and that she's going to do the best for the country but also the still, best has her son. Her, still has her son's happiness in mind yep um and so you know after they meet charlotte goes away and what she essentially says i didn't expect her to be that brown Mm-hmm. and i'm like you girl. did not you did not say she would be that brown was her exact <laughs> yes her exact words oh, you wrote it down <laughs> yes i was like let me go throw up yeah <laughs> and i was like okay we're doing this like they're mm-hmm. they're um to what me and Mar- Henny were talking about earlier i was like okay like they're we're not just going to pretend like she's not no. a woman of color like we are really having this conversation but the way she says it um is <clears throat> All you English listeners, please don't hate me. But the way they wrote her, the reason why I appreciate her as much as I hate her as a person, the reason why I appreciate her as a character is because she is English racism at its finest. Because she will never say a slur, hmm. but she will give you the un, like, just borderline of things where you're like you have to be paying attention in order to catch mm-hmm. yeah the underlining because no, she's never very, overtly racist she's just it's all undercurrent it's with subtle. her yeah, yeah it's very subtle it's very subtle and she like goes through this whole thing where she's like it's not that brown and then they're like okay well let's scrap it but she's like no i need her so she's like okay it is what it is but it's only a problem if the palace says it's a problem. So the palace can't say it's a problem. So what can we do in order to make it not a problem? Let's send a bunch of invitations out to a the bunch of other people. people of color. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, let's blacken this wedding up. And I loved it. I lo- I was like, let's go. I was like, look, affirmative action is very real. And if that's, if we have to, if that's what we have to do to get into these spaces, then it, it is what it is. Well, and it made for a very, because again, in Bridgerton, um, you don't really know the origin of Charlotte and Agatha's friendship. Um, you just know that they are. And this gave a very organic way for that to happen. Like, where it's like, 
Oh, it's not just like, oh, look, the, the two black women found each other and just like latched on. I mean, yes, they did, but like, but it was forced together, but it was yeah. forced yeah, it initially was, was by forced. this like plan, you know, so the palace would look and like Charlotte, this is a problem. Great yeah. experiment. Yes. The great experiment that they kept calling. I was like, I swear if we had to take a shot every time they said that <laughs> phrase, but it made so sense. Cause um, that didn't sound like all that, like a whole, we are a diverse company now. Yeah, like if you right. bring it to 2023 speaks, sure. it makes sense. Cause yeah. Everybody was like, this is a great experiment. Mm -hmm. Colors are now welcome. Yeah. Send out the invitation. But I just love that, like, yeah, it just made such an organic way for it's like, okay, we get to see their origin story. Like, we get to see. And I I really like, I really like their friendship. Mm -hmm. I really do. Me Um, too. I do But yeah, so all of these people of color get invited to this wedding. Um, Even Lady Danbury's husband. What is his name again? I am, I kind of Um. Oh God! I kind I of Herman. Herman? Herman. Herman. Yeah, it is Herman. Yeah, I you're right. It's Herman out of, Danbury. Out of my out of my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and um, it turns even, out yeah. that they have royalty. They've got royal yeah. blood in their line, and they have more not, money than everybody else. But, but they're, they're still, still not. not as, mm-hmm. They're still not seen as as equals. So I yeah. think even he kind of said something like we're invited to the wedding like are you sure like mm-hmm. <laughs> like is this, like are you is this a joke like are we being punked um and so yeah I thought that was so funny I was like that's hilarious that they're just like let's just invite all of the people of color um and then they go kind of a step further and make um Lady Danbury a part of her court um yes. well so- Lady Danbury isn't even a Danbury a Lady Danbury until until the wedding yeah, the wedding and that's yeah, when they the bestow these titles on these people and they're yeah. like oh just wait for the papers um and i'm like okay well this and i get why they gave him that look because normally if you're gonna be bestowed a title there's like let letters of oh no because it was all other it yeah. was all performative yeah it, yeah and they knew it so they were like very confused and it wasn't until charlotte and I'm jumping ahead, but it wasn't until Charlotte is walking down the aisle and her husband is Lady yep. Danbury's husband's too stupid to realize, but Lady Danbury's yeah. like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, all the pieces this is are why falling we were, into place. Yeah, she's like, she says, yeah, that's what she says. She says, all the pieces are falling into place. place. She's her, like, this is why we were invited. This is why we yeah. got the title. This is making 100%. Now, I'm completely ashamed to say that it was the scene when she bestowed the titles upon them that I literally in all caps was like, OMG, she's Lady Danbury. Duh, Kristen. Like, <laughs> because I was like, just because just like the casting with our Charlottes, this casting is superb as well. And it's like, how did I not put this together? I know, because what, were like, we like 20 minutes in at that point? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I, why did I not realize this right away? But I was you like, got oh, it. she you is got so perfect. I did, but like, she's so, so perfect. Perfect. Like again, the seamless, organic. I like, don't think it has. It's it's not an oops on you. It's just. I, I know. I just. There's oh, so many references. Yeah, there. Um, you just yeah, have so to. Every, everyone is it. at the wedding and they're waiting, and so we actually see. Actually, before she even walks down the aisle, Lady Danbury spots Charlotte mm-hmm. walking up the balcony because they're. But like, I don't yeah. think she knows who she is. She doesn't no, know who she, she is. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It was that was kind of like unclear to me. I had a well, feeling she wouldn't have said the pieces are falling into place when she's coming out the aisle she, if she realized it. Yeah. I think she just saw maybe like, it oh, look, another security. token, another yeah. token person of color invite. What's curiosity? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before we get to the wedding, though, 
No, when... we're tra- we're getting to the garden scene right now. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was gonna say my favorite <laughs> like, thing is how she is. keeps she keeps well Charlotte keeps trying to figure out what's what's the underlying issue of this yeah. king where she had to be brought. And yeah. I will say this as a shallow individual, I do appreciate that the first thing she asks is is he handsome? Like she brings oh, all the character honey. things after, but she's like, yeah. is he handsome? Yeah. I'm well, like, yeah, does, that would be my first question too. She is does say though, like- when we get to their interaction, because mm-hmm. she she finally makes her way to the garden. Um, and so she's trying to climb up. <laughs> this is the tra- this is the trailer. This is a like yes, and this, this is, is her. Even yeah. though I had already saw this scene, uh-huh. it was I was still so, like, "What is this girl?" I mel- I think <laughs> I have my notes literally say, "God, I am melting." Um, I we had already saw a clip of the scene, and it mm-hmm. it's still just like I was just smiling at my phone. Me too. It's such like warm fuzzy feelings because their chemistry is just incredibly fantastic it's so I palatable will, their chemistry is making me blush like yeah. I felt like a voyeur like yeah. sharing this scene well, with them because it's so the chemistry's chemistry yeah. like you said she when he and when he says not your majesty to you I'm just George oh I was just oh, like God. Okay, you're like, jumping ahead because even before that, he, she's like, "What do you mean you're not going to help me over this wall?" And he's like, "Why would I help you over this wall when you don't want to marry me?" Yeah, and you can see the will in her. Her, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh wait, he's kind of pretty." Well, she's like, <laughs> he's like, oh. she, I'm just saying. All I'm saying is this: this is points for the shallow team because yeah, <laughs> she has no idea if he's a troll or not. He did personally, personally, personality. Yeah, stop climbing. When yeah, she it. turned around and she's like, "Oh, this dude is—he's tall, he's handsome." Um, hello. Yeah. And then she's like, "Help me up there." And then he's like, "I can't help you up there." And she's like, "What do you mean you can't help me up there?" And he's like, "Why would I help you escape marrying me?" Right. And she's like, and she, you can see her taken back. Like, "Ooh, wait, you're who I'm marrying." <laughs> Let me think but about this. I also, but I love when she starts to get, of course, formal because she realizes she's literally in the presence of the king. Yeah, yeah. she's not the queen yet, so um, she apologizes, doesn't? And she, she starts, but yeah, yeah he I'm just sorry. initially is like, "No, no, I'm not your Majesty. I'm not this. Like, I'm just, I, I'm just George. Like, I just, I love the precedent that set from the get go. I got wet <laughs> hearing like, him say, "I'm just George." To you, I'm just George, and I was like, "How did you not just like?" Well, and like, and, oh, so, and he's and so, on your knees in that garden, so right there. Charming. He's so charming, right there. And like, oh, I just loved it so much. And like, I love, you know, obviously she's she starts asking all these questions about him, and like, well, I want to know everything because I don't know you at all. Like, I love when they get to the, you know, he tells her just all these random facts about him, his food preferences, and his, you know, favorite color, and all this stuff, and. He's into astronomy, like yeah, yes. He very heavily makes like he talks about science, but especially astronomy and farming and all this stuff. And um, so we get these snippets of you know things. I'm sure we're gonna obviously see more of as the episodes go on. And when her, I love though what it all comes down to is like especially because we were talking about how her brother took her autonomy away. Mm -hmm. He gives it back to her in this scene. Yeah. He does. But before we get there, I just want to say my my um note on there when he's like talking to her is man made me tingle. He's just smooth with it. Yeah, he is very smooth. Mm-hmm. He is very smooth. He's probably he is so it. smooth. And you're One right. When the more smooth male leads from the <laughs> when the brother comes and he's like, We're 
mm-hmm. and he's like oh she's gonna marry you he's like no we're still deciding is she gonna go over the wall or is she mm-hmm. gonna marry me she has not decided yet and yep. i honestly think it was that that made her change her mind yeah. because he, his exact words were because of course her brother her her brother's like uh yes she is marrying you and he's like actually the choice is entirely hers i hope i see you in there oh, i better get back and so i'm like yes, no so he I literally swear. hands her that autonomy back and i oh i loved it i, so I loved it she's a stronger woman than me because brother or not i would have gotten him on knees and been like you are my king oh let's my go <laughs> I'm just saying I would have but she didn't instead she was like um this plain dress that the English court wants me to wear is just not good enough I let me get like, into my change. French I need to change when she says I need to change I'm like okay see he gave her just that little boost she needed like yeah she's like he's by about saying me. this is your choice <laughs> so then she's got that like okay you know what I can still rebel a little bit like no I am gonna wear my over the over the top european gown like yeah. you know <laughs> the, um, horror. the horror yeah the horror of a parisian designed dress um <laughs> and she looks amazing she looks actually oh so well and it's funny because i mean obviously they planned this the wardrobe department but like it matches his outfit so well like they well, coordinate so beautifully and even her hair changes mm-hmm. she's like yes. I, when she said i'm gonna change it wasn't just like a, let me change my dress it was let me change my hair yes. to match yes and i was like i am 100 percent about this and you can just tell by the look of his eyes like mm-hmm. i'm sorry but this man is into her and he's oh, like he's, this is he's my gun he's, yeah. he's he's smitten you know oh, that yeah. it's you are automatically no that like it's going to be one of those things where he refers and says i knew from the very first moment i saw you like you could just tell that that's yeah. where it's obviously it's going headed. just because of how he looked at her from even catching her climb up the wall mm-hmm. he, he was, was into it daughter. he was like oh was this bitch daughter. is crazy that's my bitch yeah. <laughs> so um, good yeah we have two episodes on back that no i know but before back. we get to the end of the episode i just want to say <laughs> when they do the whole like wedding thing and then they do the kiss which was hot even though I knew they were holding back, it was hot. And then they get to Buckingham House. Yeah. Which I appreciate the nod because Buckingham House was Buckingham House until it turned into Buckingham Palace. Okay, I was going to say Charlotte this. Was I just assumed, I was like, I was going to ask because I knew you'd have this answer, honey. It was like, okay, they're the same thing, right? It just yeah. wasn't called Palace yet. Okay. No, because prior to that, St. James's Palace was where, was where the, they res- okay. resided as the monarchy of the English so Buckingham House is he's like she's like this is beautiful what is this and he's like this is your house and she's like oh my god we're gonna live here and he's like and I will say he got me I think I literally my notes say OMG he bought her a house like crying and maybe crying about me because my my stupid self was like oh that's so romantic I love that for you this is where I I, hate my history nerd I knew persuasion persuasion is one of my favorite (laughs) yeah movies and at the end of persuasion he buys her a house and like that's like the thing right oh my god he bought her a house and then it's okay. so happy. I love this for you. As somebody who is a history nerd. Yeah. My dreams, were crushed. Yeah. My dreams but were crushed. As somebody who was a history nerd, I was expecting my dreams to get crushed because I knew I knew yeah. what was gonna happen. Yeah. So they have uh, they have separate houses. No, 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 but um okay, let's not yeah, I'm overtake that because that, that I know, <laughs> but the but that fight, I'm sorry, that fight made me tingle. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I mean, she in they, front they, of all the servants and everything. I'm sorry. Because she finally puts it. It takes her a long time to put it together. And then because yeah. she's Charlotte, she has things to say about that. And I'm like, and she says them. And, and then he's like, I am your king. And she's like, oh, I my apologies. Yep. I thought you were just George. And you can literally see mm-hmm. there's when she says that to him. It's yeah. literally like a dagger to his heart because he did not expect her to say that. It pierces he wanted his to be soul. Just, it, it does. does. I'm it sorry. I, this yeah. is why I didn't want to like overtake this because that conversation literally it changed his whole trajectory mm-hmm. of life. Because when she says, "I'm oh," he's like, "I am your king," and she's like, "I'm sorry." My apologies. I thought you were just George. Your majesty, may I be excused? You guys should and see Hani on Zoom right now. She's like actually oh, acting this way. <laughs> no, because it literally, it gave me life. Because that's what my petty ass would do. Because what do you mean? You just told yeah. me that garden. I'm yeah. not your majesty to you. Mm-hmm. I am George. And, I and think- now you're like, I'm your king. Yeah. It was so well done, though, because even as someone who knows how this ends because like we've seen we know history we've seen mm-hmm. season one we've seen season two my brain is still like why is he being so cold to her why yeah. is he shoving her away like I completely yeah. forgot about yeah. all of that mm-hmm. and I again I am in her shoes I am like dude you were just so warm you were just yeah. so charming and George. witty you were and just so mm-hmm. charming where is this well Where's and this, the you know, switch hard button? part is he's hard and then she runs and he runs after her so you can feel that he doesn't want to do this yeah feel he feels like he, he has to though he feels like yeah yeah you can feel that so i'm like so you can feel when she says my apologies and he's like oh shit i really fucked up she really does not yeah. think of me anymore yeah. Yeah. and i'm like no she doesn't yeah. so we kind of get a montage of the next couple of days mm-hmm. of her um getting dressed up what three times i think she says they change her three times a day three times a day um, before we her. go that um we skipped over all the like future well i mean like, we can probably see, condense that yeah, i was i was probably gonna somebody one of you needs to talk about that count yeah i was gonna talk about all of the the flashback stuff probably towards like, the end since yeah. it's not really like imperative right yeah these are their insights they're not pertinent to the yeah can you yeah. let me know what time we're at Kristen? i might cut yeah we are at an hour and almost 20 minutes Ooh. okay okay yeah i'll go but yeah that i i just i didn't want to skip over the i'm not the majesty yeah. george conversation because oh, i yeah, feel like that was super important oh yeah it's super pivotal for everything that happens especially in the next episode but um yeah, because I mean, basically, we get that whole, like you said, the montage of what her boring days are, and she yeah. kind of mutters, "Like I should have just gone over the wall." Yeah, like, I mean, you can kind of slowly see her you. start to go insane from yeah. loneliness in a way. Yeah, especially because like Brimley talks to her, but he's not. Yeah, you know, he's not like <laughs> he's not her confidant. He's he right. can't you can't actually have a conversation with yeah. her. They haven't um, bridged. They haven't like he hasn't she doesn't trust him fully yet and she's yeah and she's and this is where i feel like the european english courts kind of differ because she assumes oh we're married now 
to let me get started on my queenly things and he's like no you have to like have your honeymoon period yeah but and you cannot be seen public that's that's an episode two though we're jumping ahead oh my bad um um, i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay i was gonna say we can wrap up episode one with like basically the only other thing that's really pertinent is like you get we get that future flash forward we're basically charlotte is telling all of her degenerate kids have babies give me an air uh i need a freaking Um, air because her son's wife who was carrying the air just died along with the baby okay but can we sorrow sorrows sorrow sorrow i love her for that but also can we talk about it feels like that scene where she like goes in where her she meets her children in that one scene in the first episode it feels like the almost the opposite like coin for the bridgertons because the bridgertons respect their mother so much and they want to like make her happy and they're like oh my god let me not say anything Mm -hmm. while for queen charlotte and her children they are just like the antithesis of the bridgertons Mm -hmm. they're like we don't give it you can tell that the autonomy that she was given in the marriage the autonomy that she was given by her brother has has kind of seeped in to how she parents and so now for for all of this time she kind of has let them do what they what whatever they want. the heck they want um yeah is that that is that's valid though it is valid and now yeah. she's kind of like hey i could have honestly she could have forced all of them into arranged marriages which mm-hmm. you know kind of going um into the, the next couple of episodes um we probably will see her actually go that route but she has not done that to them she's been like right. i let you guys fall Choose. in love naturally um and what does she say i have whore, whores, whores on the left of me and virgins on the right <laughs> love her for that but that's a good i'm just saying good, so, I'm, yeah yeah she was like i didn't want to force you into anything but i need a legitimate air yeah and a lot of people are confused um i know some i was else. i texted yeah. and asked the question oh, last yeah night. some people were confused it's not that the government doesn't recognize that king's king george's heir is his firstborn and he didn't have children but at that time you needed at least two generations worth the fact that they don't have two generations worth of heirs with all the things that are going on in the world at that time it's a threat yeah it's a threat and the english monarchy was in serious danger and she did not want the line to die out with her children yeah. yeah, there were dukes and other like lines they could have, but she didn't want it. So she's like, I, I just need one of you to find somebody always, suitable. I know the fact that she's always like, we had what it's 15 of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, how hard is it? Like we, right. one baby. <laughs> yeah. Like we had 15 of you. Yeah. Your father and I had 15 of you all on our own. Yeah. Like, and when you, when you see, when you see their chemistry, it makes sense on why, yeah. why they had. Yeah. Of course, they had fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get off of her, especially without any birth control. I'm surprised they didn't have more than fifteen. I'm just saying, though. I was like, um, and I feel so bad. I, I'm like, oh, because she really is like, I just need one of you to get married yeah. legitimately yeah. and have a baby legitimately. And yeah, yeah it's sad for the oldest because he did try it. And she's like, I'm sorry. I love you. Prayers. Sorrow, sorrow. As much prayers. sorrow, sorrow, <laughs> prayers. Oh. As much as she can with the position she's in as the queen. But she's like, 
anybody else. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's very clearly duty over family right now. And we can see that. So and that's what the English. Yeah. Yeah. Is. And that's basically what the first episode is. That's basically what throughout the first and the first two episodes. Um, I think we'll just kind of get all mm-hmm. of the like present day stuff out of the way. That's essentially what continues to happen. Yes. Every time we go, we flash forward and we basically just see her essentially still trying to encourage her children to have children encourage is a very nice encourage yes encourage is a a great way to put it um she's basically like girls go find someone yeah (laughs) but not just anyone right um and she's got like 50 grandchildren already but they're all illegitimate none of them can be legitimate heirs. so she's like i know you can do they know how to have babies yes Like, they I know you don't know how to this. have legitimate babies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do not yeah. know how to have legitimate babies. So yeah, so. that's that's episode one. Um, I mean, I thought again, like I know that we'll probably do like a a, a recap like at the end, but I just I was hooked immediately. Yeah, I was. Oh, sure. Yeah, it, the chemistry sure. was chemistry, and yeah, they picked great. Oh my god. Yeah, just- it was. It, it was, was fantastic. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to pick us up at the, I feel like you have really elaborate notes, Kristen. Sure. <laughs> do yeah. you want to pick us up at the start of the next episode? Yeah. So, I mean, this is where we go into more her day. I know you guys already touched on this, but it's really episode two that we see the day in and day out, the monotony yeah, of her day in monotony. and day out. We have a very long montage. We don't need to go over it detail and by this detail. this is supposed but- to be her honeymoon. This is supposed yes. to be their honeymoon. Yeah. And so she's kind of over it after a few days. Because she's like, I literally change three times a day for nothing. I'm just put in front of this table of food and pastries, which sign me up, please. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) Exactly. But um, I also understand that she's like, what the heck? She's in a strange place with nobody else. So yeah, that's not enough. So she does eventually ask Brimsley like, hey, what's in my engagement diary, my royal engagement diary? There's got to be charity. And she starts listing off all these things she could be going to, sites she can be seeing in London. Because again, she's new here. And he's like, nothing. She's like, yeah. what do you mean nothing? And he's like, like well, it's your, it's your honeymoon. It's your honeymoon. And she's like, oh, it's my honeymoon. Is it like, okay. Uh, and that eventually does lead to her being like, well, we're going to go see my freaking husband. Then it's like my dang honeymoon. Um, which, you know, obviously we'll get and there. I will say it might not be historically accurate, but I love that she has enough autonomy where she's like, yeah, he said he's going to be at this other so um, that's where we're going. State, yeah, but that's where we're going. Well, I she's the freaking to this queen. Man in person. So yeah. Are these footmen really going to tell her I'm not going to take you there? No, she is their queen. So yeah. yeah. Um, and but in the I meantime, love... isn't this the first time we see her try to pick her own orange? Like that's not important, but I did notice that. <laughs> no, it, it's very, I did. It's very, it's very uh, metaphorical, though. It is. Like, it is. Yeah. But yeah. So she, yeah, she tries to pick her own orange and. <laughs> There's like, like orange, orange. <laughs> there's like a guy who comes out and then there's like an official royal orange picker who picks the orange she was going to grab to put it in the, yeah. the evening's meal for her so she can enjoy it <laughs> so she can enjoy it dressed to the nines yes. yeah dressed to the nines trying to pick um one. so i loved too that we got i get a little bit more insight because now we're back you know with our little band of thieves not band of thieves but um, that's what I'm calling them. But anyways, it's the queen mom or whatever, you know, the queen mom, whatever she's supposed to be called. Yeah. And, br- and, brute, and brute, Lord, oh, Lord, which makes sense. So like, if you've listened to, if you are like into the history of the English monarchy, like a lot of people always think that the English monarchy has been like absolute, 
but they always had to have an alliance and right. make concessions to the House of Lords right. and to the oh, aristocracy and, the yeah. right. and Parliament. Yeah. And Lord Butte is not just an aristocrat. He's also like part of Parliament and stuff. So this right. Lord Butte is like, what y'all doing yeah, in the royal house? The mar- essentially, the marriage has not been consummated. Um, or they don't have confirmation. But they don't know. They don't yeah. have confirmation. And it's so funny. She even she even says, she's like, back in the day, they like were in the room. Yeah. No, I was like horrified. Okay, like, but like it's not back in the day because no offense, but historically speaking, this is where I'm like I have to like put my little nerd on. <laughs> I love Shonda Rhimes for giving this some um, this opportunity, but like if we're talking about historically accuracy, like yeah. King that, George and Queen Charlotte would have not been. Allowed oh no, to be absolutely. Left alone but I no, I but I liked it though because again, yeah. this is escapism, and so yeah, I feel right. like it was a good balance between. Yeah, it was a good balance between like, and yes. I appreciated the callback where she's like, yeah. um, I like that she at least acknowledged that this is not normal. This is well, this is, we're giving yeah. them a little bit more freedom. Well, they even talk about how weird it is. It's so modern, like what yeah, you, it's like, so this it's is, so, so modern that we allow them to have privacy, um, right? Because there needs to be like an audience for it. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah, essentially they're trying to figure out if the marriage has been consummated. And that's when um Lady Danbury is kind of called in <gasps> to, to give more information because Charlotte is essentially going crazy. She has no one to talk to. And before so we get to Lady to- Danbury and Charlotte, um, I'm sorry, but just as a very happy person, we missed this in episode one. Can we talk about Brimsley, who's the Queen's man? And then I forget the name of is Reynolds. It Reynolds, the oh, King's yeah, man's yeah, relationship. We, we finally have an LGBTQ relationship Yeah, we do. We do. And it's it's really well done. It's really well done. Yeah. So also, yeah, throughout the 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 first first two episodes, we do see them kind of getting together quietly to talk quietly to not they, talk. they just yeah. sort of and seem more reason, like confidants like they're just kind of sharing information it's not until you, this episode that you that you, you actually, actually get yes, confirmation that, actually that there's confirmation. there's something yeah, they're them. together yeah but i do love them for lying because they get pulled in front of uh, they call her princess royale and and the lord butte and whatnot and they're like oh have they consummated the marriage and the king's man Reynolds lies and says they have. Yes. So then Brunsley yes. has no op- no other choice but to but like co-sign yeah. on the lines. Well, like, yeah, and, like they they're they're vague about it too, where it's like, well, they seem very passionate, or they seem that like they take like, walks together. <laughs> yes, like they're vague about what they're describing. Yeah, their relationship. they're like it's so. It has happened to now? imply that it has been consummated. Like, they have conversation. Like, okay, right. yeah. No, I appreciate it, but I'm just saying that's that's where they get the lie that they think that this marriage has been consummated because they're like, well, yeah. Reynolds lies for his man, and Brimsley's like, let me call sign because I don't want my queen out and yeah. about. Right. It wasn't that long ago that they were, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte is essentially going kind of crazy. Yeah. And before she before she decides to go see 
finally just go see George mm-hmm. and see what he's doing. She asks if she can see her ladies in waiting. And Brimley tells her that you're not able to see all of them because you are in your honeymoon. But this is kind of the first time you see him do something for her that, that he's is not out, supposed that to. That he's not supposed to do. And yes. this is when I like your heart is like, oh, okay, he's it, it melts for yeah. him. He's, he's like starting to you can start to see that alliance form of not just about oh I'm supposed to do this because she's my queen but like you can kind of start to see the friendship blossom right he's and, he's yeah he's he's basically acknowledging the humanity in her and so I know. it was you it know was because moment. because he said you know he says he serves the crown he serves the crown and that goes beyond the crown is not just the queen and so yeah, like, this is where you that. see this is where you see like yes he's been assigned to her yes he serves the crown he serves the monarchy but this is where he's like okay, look, I'm the last person who will tell you what you can and can't do. But what I will say is you should be discreet. So maybe you shouldn't have all your ladies in waiting, but you know, you can have one. one. And then she asks about Lady Danbury and like, can you trust? Can I, is she who I could trust? Is she discreet? And I love that she already has Brimsley's like, he sees something in her that's like, yes, we can trust her. So let's have her come. Which I do appreciate. And then for me, as a person who's watching this, I rolled back to the marriage, like the, they call it, I forget what the official word is, but like after the marriage, there's usually where all the well-wishers like talk mm-hmm. to the marriage couple. Mm-hmm. And that's where Lady Danbury and Queen Charlotte first meet. And Lady Danbury, not just yes. as regular congratulations, mm-hmm. but she looks at her and she recognizes it as an other woman of color or a black woman and she's like be careful yes watch your step yep and that's I feel like that's why Lady, why Queen Charlotte was like can I trust Lady Danbury right because she's yeah. like she's the only one who warned me to watch yeah, out of step. all yep. out of all the people that she met that day she actually told her something real she didn't tell her what she yeah she's like oh congrats she did all it wasn't the congratulations just, it wasn't just nice cities though she took yeah. it a step further yeah she did. And she's right. like watch your step yeah yeah be careful don't trust everyone yeah so I and I appreciated that because that's where my callback went I'm like I would have been the same thing I would I mean like that's the one person who told me to watch my step so I'm like hey can I trust them they told me to watch my step but can I trust them and Brumsley was good enough to be like yeah let's let's bring her so she she comes over Mm -hmm. and (laughs) at first Queen Charlotte does try to put on a face like she does You ask her, how's the honeymoon And she's like, oh, you know, like, it's it's great. My husband is the best husband who ever husbanded and all of yeah. the husbands yeah, of the world. Yeah, husbands in the world. And, and that's when Lady D is like, uh, right. let me call your bluff. Bitch, you're lying. <laughs> like, Sorry for swearing, but she literally is like, you are lying. Yeah. And she if you're going to lie to who? She can society we're gonna need you to make me but <laughs> make better yeah. so we essentially get a lesson then <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my notes says lady danbury teaching charlotte about sex crying emoji Char- charcoals oh. and paper charcoals and paper charcoals and paper <laughs> yes she says that she's like we're gonna need <laughs> charcoals no but we got can we talk about all the different positions that lady danbury like draws out i know like, but lady danbury I f- appreciate her so much because mm-hmm. I feel like she's like, let me give you the lowdown as to what's expected. And then, but I will say the one thing I don't appreciate is because I feel like Lady Danbury kind of comes at it from her point of view and her experience as a married woman mm-hmm. into that society where the marriage bed, and I'm using like Regency terms, and if you're reading Regency books, 
but the marriage bed was not always a pleasant, fun place for women. Yeah. So she's like, you're she gonna hit your say, head. I guess she does say something like that, though. She, yeah, she does, does say she does say I do. That's think- when she calls it a chore. Yeah, she calls it a chore for her, but she does say I do think if you like the person, it might it's- be enjoyable. Right. So no. she does. She does imply that. This, no, there's a possibility that it's better. I know she it. implies it, but she also like gives her all these things where she's like, "Oh, you're gonna hit your head." <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's just speaking from experience. But no, I, I know yeah, she's. I appreciate- I'm just saying she she tries yeah. her best to kind of not make it 100 negative. That she at least at least said. Like this is this is what I go through. I mm. do think that if you actually like the person, which I thought was funny, because she's like, I do not like my husband. Um, I do think if you actually like the person and that there's feelings there, that mm-hmm. it does have the potential to be better, yeah. which it is yeah. for Charlotte. <laughs> um, yeah. not that she wants. Uh, let me not get ahead of myself, but I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, she gives her these drawings, tells her, and it's. And it's so funny to me. Um, and it this is a whole can be a whole other podcast, but it kind of showcases the ridiculousness of how back in the day they kept these so-called noble women or women of a certain stature so ignorant as oh, to absolutely. what happens. Yeah. Like, how true. can you protect your honor or chastity when you don't even don't know what it is? What it I mean, is that's or why that's on. why Bridgerton season one was so was mm-hmm. so good is because yeah. like no one she doesn't know she doesn't know how mm-hmm. to have sex like she's like what what happens like her husband mm-hmm. had to teach her how to pleasure herself like she like she's not having these conversations with her right. with her mom and right. so here we are years and years and years before season one happened and you're seeing that like this is just how society was yeah. women didn't have these conversations mm-hmm. and so it's kind of up to lady danbury to have her charcoal and her <laughs> And her yeah. drawings. Um, yep. And a part of me is laughing because it's it almost feels like a full circle moment because Lady Danbury told Queen Charlotte how the marriage bed is, and yeah. Lady Danbury helped spark the curiosity in Daphne in season one of Bridgerton, where she's yeah. like, "Oh, my marriage bed may not be where it's supposed to be." Yeah, mm-hmm. Lady Danbury is she's the one. <laughs> yep, it's true. Um, um, so if you're if you're wanting to just stick, go through Lady D stuff before we like really dig in, yeah, to that stuff. I think the only thing we have left for Lady D is after these charcoal drawings, like we see again, she's already being a really great friend because even when she gets called in by Queen Mom, um, She's being super vague. Like she's yeah. she's playing her cards right because she's like, well, isn't the title supposed to come with this and this and this? Yeah, like land and property. And she's and- like, and that's not even what I want. I just want my husband to be invited to these dang clubs and these stupid hunts. Yeah, like they're because- important to him. And and she doesn't she doesn't realize that like essentially if when he goes on these hunts, he's not there to <laughs> right have what happened exactly exactly. And so it's helping there. her. It's helping but her. I love that she's like trading information, but she's just feeding her a bunch of crap. Like, yeah. Cause I was like, really tell her anything though. Like, she's right. Kind of like, nope. So she's like, Oh yeah. yeah, things are wonderful. Things are great. Things are this. And she knows they're not, she just had this whole dot, you know, charcoal yeah. and paper conversation with her. So I love that she's playing that where it's like, yeah, sure. I'll be your quote informant. And she's establishing loyalty. And we, and now we yes. are understanding why the friendship has lasted as long as it has all these years, all these yep. years is because we know that lady Danbury is, is faith, faithful and loyal to her. Yes. So 
Um, yep. Yeah, I, I love that so much. Um, do we get the the funeral? I think I'm am I I'm like mixing up the episodes. This is what happens when you <laughs> you go forward. Do we get the funeral? Um, the um the passing conversation at the church is that an episode? That's an episode. Yep. That's not in this episode. Okay. Okay. No, all we have left sorry. to talk about is the Charlotte and Georgia of it all now. Okay. The yeah. That's Which the is dinner. what we need to. Yes. That's all that matters. Yeah. All right. Who wants to walk us through this? This is honestly, this is one of my favorite scenes. In that it is. I love her because she's finally like, I have had enough. Mm-hmm. I've dealt with this as long as I have. So she looks at Bromsley and she's like, we are going to see my husband because mm-hmm. this dude needs i I need to talk to him and figure out what it is so they get in the carriages and go to the king's estate and so um (laughs) they get to the king's estate and she gets out of the car uh, i mean the carriage sorry (laughs) and she's like the car (laughs) she gets out of the carriage and she's like where is he and they're like he's in the observatory and she's like okay well i'm headed there and Bromsley also gets out and looks at the king's man who's reynolds and he's like and Reynolds is like, oh, interesting, you guys are here. Why didn't you give me warnings? Like, I don't know. The queen just decided to come here, and that's why I'm here. And he's like, oh, you want to warm up inside? <laughs> and Brims was like, oh, for sure, I want to warm up inside. And this is where we get the LGBTQ scene. <laughs> Because Brimsley warms up by getting hot and heavy with Reynolds. Yes, he does. <laughs> and I was like, yes. I was so into this. Yeah. I'm I sorry. Also, They're my favorite second couple. Yeah, no, I love them. I was also like, it's just really funny that we've seen them hook up like what? Maybe this is the first time, but we've seen more like probably intimate moments between them <laughs> than before Charlotte then, and George. Just because yeah, George is being such an... Then poor Charlotte because George is being obtuse like, right now. I'm like, Charlotte is the one on her honeymoon and she is not the one that's getting all the fun right now. No, that's, that's the Brimsley. first sex scene we're really seeing is between Brimsley, <laughs> between Brimsley and Reynolds. <laughs> I love that so much. But yeah, so she essentially goes and confronts him and she's like, like you, you prefer you prefer the stars mm-hmm. over me and he shows well, her. before yeah. we talk about the stars he starts talking about yeah. venus uh, yeah and how venus how beautiful it is and, and as a nerd we get venus this- the goddess of love and that's who the planet is named after mm-hmm. so the fact that he's so obsessed with venus and venus planetary alignment and trying to get that right and watch her like that says a lot to me the fact that out of all the planets they picked venus Mm -hmm. yeah and that's what he's obsessed with i was like yeah the nerd in me was like oh Mm -hmm. Um, uh, we we get the one of the classic probably one of my favorite (gasps) moments in romance novel best micro trope ever and it's also christian's favorite we get a a, uh, it's beautiful moment but the guy's looking at her (laughs) and she is looking at something else and so Mm -hmm. she is looking at venus in the telescope and she says how beautiful it is and he said it is and i'm just like but he's Ah, so hard at her that has been done probably so many times Uh and i don't know if it'll ever get old to me i will never never. be sick of that that is one of those little micro tropes that like 
feed it to me all the time. Yeah. I don't care how cliche that it in is. That the seatbelt one. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> yes. Seat <belt> Although we <laughs> can't get a seatbelt. We can't get a seatbelt one in a, a Regency. So in mm-hmm. maybe a carriage. I don't know. Like they're... <laughs> the rains get away or something and yeah (laughs) um but no we have that and I'm just that's the first time that I just like my heart melted like in the garden obviously but that was the first time I was just like oh my god I think I might actually be a goner for this couple like well and you can see that again he really loves her it's very conflicting because he's like he's you know doing what he can to keep him self away from her keep her away separate them but it's like okay but you clearly care like you see the truth seep out you see his side yes. start to fall away yes and perfectly put this internal and f- internal battle and mm-hmm. for me personally this is where i knew he wasn't like fuck you sorry for swearing but he wasn't like <laughs> f you charlotte i don't want you uh, sorry i uh, i forget and i don't want to be an ass okay but this is where i, I have, realized i don't have sponsors so you're <laughs> <laughs> but this is where i was like he's not like fuck you charlotte yeah because when she walked in as the king he could have just ordered her to leave no he was excited he wanted to see he, he yeah he's like oh my god leave. you're here yeah and then he was like let me tell you about all the science shit i'm into this is that's such a man thing to do like i feel like i know will be he was like oh my god you're really into me well <laughs> it the- almost felt that way <laughs> okay so this first one doesn't quite because she goes to the observatory twice remember this first one yeah, is does. not that successful he sends her away pretty quickly and she's like screw you and stomps out yeah then he shows up for dinner at her house. Oh, at I get, I'm house. getting them. I'm sorry. I'm getting them. Uh, You're right. It's okay. Um, because at because he, at this point he's also sent her a dog, which she calls a deformed bunny. <gasps> yeah, remember? Well, we can, I forgot. You know, like if from the the first seasons and from the present day scenes, that dog remains by her side mm-hmm. always. Yeah. Um, which as soon as I saw the dog, I was like. Oh my god, like the dog's origin. Yes. Yeah, the dogs, we finally get to see the dog's origin. Um yeah, yeah you're right. But and they call yeah. him they call him pom pom. Pom pom. Brimsley takes him for like a walk and he's like, come on, pom pom. Like, <laughs> like, well, because you know, he sends it, of course, as a way to be like, I don't want you to be alone. Yeah. And again, again, very conflicting says. with how he's acting to her. Yeah. But so you again, you're like, you called it She's back. I way love nicer than me. I love the way is- you worded it. It was like the truth is seeping out. Like he's he is trying yeah. in these ways. No, it really are- was. It really was for me like a Jekyll and Hyde type situation. Yeah, I was like, what is it with this guy? Like mm-hmm. you are sending. Mm-hmm. You are so hot and cold. Like we have seen male lead characters be hot and cold before. Yeah, and this was like crazy hot mm-hmm. and cold. I was like, dude, mm-hmm. you you need to realize. And, yeah, it started <laughs> right away. But yeah, no, you're right. I jumped ahead. So like he sends her away, but I feel like in the in the f- scene where she's walking away, you can almost see the sorrow in his oh, face yeah. that she's, she's like actually walking away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not to be but... a meanest, but I was like, oh, he's sorry. Just turn around. I feel like you can break him down. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see a there's a scene before he sends the dog where Reynolds. This is where yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Reynolds and Brinsley are my mm-hmm. favorite because they're totally shippers like the rest of us. And he's like, you should send something over to her. Uh-huh. Yeah, a gesture, a gesture, a gesture to show her that you that you're not done with her. And that I think Brinsley didn't her. mean a dog. I mean, like I think. 
think like words. I don't know if a dog is what the suggestion was, though. I think he meant like roses or like uh-huh. flowers. And of but, course, this dweeb is like, I'm going to send her a puppy. A puppy. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, Bremsley meant something different, but Reynolds and the king heard, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and George heard. heard all different yeah they were like what can we do to make a woman happy send her a dog (laughs) and it was super funny to me because it is true like up until this point people were like dogs are like these big hunting dogs majestic creatures majestic creatures so she is right like this was the first time where the world's first designer dog folks (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah so now because she's because you know the dog's cute but she's very irritated by that gesture where it's like that's what it is like basically so you know brimsley stuck with the dog yeah then this dude are not only the king of england but the king of mixed signals um (laughs) shows up for dinner (laughs) and is like and of course she initially she's happy because it's a surprise she's like can we just talk again about india's acting like (gasps) subtle smile like like it it was just so well done. Where she almost, ca- it feels like she couldn't help but smile. And then she realized she was smiling. She's it like, was, no, I'm mad at this so, asshole. And we have all as women done, like I've <sighs> done that so many times. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, like, no. Like I'm, oh, listen, <laughs> I'm like trying I've, to stop my face. Uh-huh. Like, my husband like, and I have been married for, it'll be tw- 12 years this year. We've been together for over 14. He knows what oh, drives me crazy because he knows me so well that he knows how to make me smile or laugh at him when I'm pissed yeah, off and at him. Like, no, and, I'm, but I'm like, no. And he's like, you're literally smiling right now. And I'm like, this isn't fair. Like, no. <laughs> that's literally, you could tell, like, that's what like, was going in our head. Yes. Like, no, I will not be happy about this. And then he sticks his foot in his mouth because he's like, may I join you for, because she thinks he's, okay, finally he's here. He's home. Yeah. And he's like, can I join you for a meal? Meaning I'm going to stay a for dinner. Meal. And, then go. and then girlfriend is like, screw you mom's out because she's like no i don't just want a freaking meal with you like we are married like and i thought she didn't even say that she just like ran out and he's like where are you going and she's like anywhere you're not yes yeah Yeah. oh for sure for sure you're not you're not present i don't want to be around you right now and that's Um, where we get our we get the first oh we get this is when we get the first this is when he's like look, I know you have no reason to like me. I know you have every reason to hate me. I have been this. I have been a jerk. I have been that. I marry you. And then I just leave you for, you know, an observatory. But if you'll just come with me so I can show you where my mind has been, which again, that was another, that was another hint for us. Not just where I've been, where my mind has been. Yeah. You know, maybe you'll just hate me a little less. Yeah. And it's cute because you know i'm like well he did say he loves astronomy so yeah he takes her to the observatory and this is when we get that whole scene we already discussed the whole scene that we talk about and she really starts to see him for like who he is yes and And she's softening towards that oh god she's fallen and well and they kind of start you know it's cute because they're kind of being a little bit flirty and you know she's like well but i don't forgive you i still don't forgive you and he's kind of like okay he's like i kind of like i get it and then she says yet yet and then yes. he says yet is hope and i was like oh and i was like legs open knees on the ground oh whatever God. you need sir i'm sorry but when he was like yeah is hope i was like i've never heard a more hotter because it's not 
because I love an alpha male and he was being an alpha male, but he wasn't being alpha male to the gross level where he takes away her agency. He's like, I get it. You don't forgive me yet, but it's going to happen. No, I'm going to make he it happen. It. He's still he's still smooth in all of this. Like, oh, for sure. Very. He's groveling, but he's also like, yes, I still know that the grovel is going to work, which should yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah well and then he also takes it a step further because he then is like yes i'm coming home like yes she said so are you coming home and he said yes i am coming home and, and then this I is really, where we also learn he's very good with buttons yes i really oh like this God. i really like this so much though because they still kept the like formal part of the fact mm-hmm. that they would have gone to like their separate rooms to get ready first like they right. would have like you know, like she would have gotten dressed. Like I thought that was so cute, especially because at yes. this at this moment we are two episodes in, and so mm. we are sharing this tension. We are sharing, mm. you know, oh, yeah. and that's, that's, I think that's why huge. we all. I think that's why we all love historical drama so much. Is that like yeah. in modern day shows, a couple are. I I think I just watched a show where the first opening scene is the two of them getting together, and right. it's like, don't get me wrong, like that's great. Like we, I love. I also enjoy that type of like. Insta, insta attraction and stuff mm-hmm. yeah i do like oh, that. some like me slow us. burn the slow burn yes. is so well done in this because we are literally approaching the end of the second episode and we are just now getting yeah we're technically a third of the way through the series because it's yes. only a six episode yes. miniseries so yes. we're 33 percent done before they're finally consummating this marriage that happened 15 minutes honestly into. i and on, to be honest with you i didn't think it was going to happen this i didn't either i really thought I was like, Sean is going to do. No, I didn't think either. Two of Bridgerton, because in season two, was wasn't it like it was episode like five or something? Six. Like it was I really think it was like six. It was six at, um, at the very end. Yeah, and so like I was like, she's going to make us suffer and wait. And honestly, I am. I was excited about it though. I was like, I can't. Oh yeah, the end was <laughs> just serving. These- just these two episodes made me forgive the disaster they made of the plot from Bridgerton season two. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I was worried. But well, these two here's episodes- the difference, though, too. I don't believe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, Shonda and Shondaland have produced Bridgerton. Shonda actually wrote episodes for Charlotte, and it shows. You can see that. You can because see I feel like if yeah. she had actually written episodes for Bridgerton yeah. season two, it would not have been the absolute cluster that it was. No, uh, you can really you can really see you can really see where she shines. Like when we were yes. talking about those moments of of angst. talking to women, mm-hmm. those moments of the angst, those moments of the tension. Like I saw so much of Olitz in the in in George yes. and Charlotte from Scandal. Like yes. I saw so many. So many other couples. Somebody actually. posted like a parallel on Twitter, I think, even. Yeah, because both of the, of of the couples yeah. are really obsessed with duty and doing their duty. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's it always comes back down to that yeah. of like the basically seeing the man defy himself the right to love somebody mm-hmm. because he feels like he's choosing, he's making a choice for her, which, you know, I I usually hate that trope so much because I'm mm-hmm. like, talk to her first. But in this instance, especially because we know how this is going, totally mm-hmm. get it. If right. I was in Georgia's shoes, I don't see another way around this. I really yeah. don't, especially yeah. during this time period where mm-hmm. mental illness wasn't something like you could just go on a therapist. Oh, we did. Yeah, you like, didn't even well, touch you didn't on even, that. And you didn't even know what it was. You didn't yeah, know. He had, he had no idea. And I mean, we don't we don't find that out until mm-hmm. we're kind of jumping ahead because we don't right. see, we don't see that side 
kind no. of show at all but in these first two episodes it absolutely really not does it just explains it explains something yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and historically we know what right. he's dealing with which is right. why we can kind of see that he even if they I guess I will say even if I wasn't 100 percent aware of the mental health issues mm-hmm. of King George the yeah. third like the you can see him physically holding himself mm-hmm. back yeah he, but as, in as almost every who, interaction they have where he like wants to be like I want you but I don't right. think I should want as someone you. who is not in history buff I didn't realize that it happened this early on in his mm-hmm. in his life so I yeah. truly like I truly I thought it set in later I did I, I, I also did, did not realize it and happened so from the get-go in this in this second episode i am like what is wrong with this guy why is yeah. he hiding from her really? why is he not- yeah. yeah so for me it was such like a for me i'm kind of happy that i wasn't completely aware, aware of it yeah because it was it all came together i was like oh my god like he's not just being an asshole like he mm-hmm. really wants to like protect her protect her and yeah uh, so the marriage is consummated and it is lord have mercy oh the, it's hot the marriage is very consummated Lots it is talk and about that it was, it was such it was sweet though it was very for for shondaland when she and mm-hmm. we, we get scenes we'll probably get scenes in later episodes where you know it's a little <laughs> bit more aggressive <laughs> but like for this to be the first time it was just it was just super sweet it was mm-hmm. gentle it was like it just turned me into a ball of mush. I was just yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was very sweet. It was very like, and I love how she threw in the whole, like, well, I've seen drawings. And then she's like, um, the only thing I didn't really love was the idea of, of my like, head having to- is there a way to avoid that? And he's like, there is absolutely a way to avoid that. But before like- we even get to that, can we talk about the fact that she was like, and this is where. I will say I make a case and point for Regency. The fact that she was fully clothed when she walked into that room. Yeah. You can feel the heat from his eyes. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, this is a lot of small buttons. Yeah. And he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm good good with with buttons. buttons. (laughs) I was like, ooh, it is on. Yeah. Now, dose of reality here, because I, I will admit I have, I have such a hard time with scenes like this for mm-hmm. me personally because all all my mind thinks about is I mean I know there's intimacy coordinators on set and all of that but all I can't ever fully remove myself from the fact that this is a set yeah and like the awkwardness of that or I always think about stuff like oh my gosh what if you're on your period the day you have to like film this like, how, like that would su- like knowing how awful mine are I'm like that is the last thing I want to even be like <laughs> I love Chris, that so much. Chris is keeps, like reality. It keeps you in reality. It does. It does. <laughs> I mean, I know that's probably like not, but I, oh, I just, I can't. So it's like for stuff like this, it's like, I, yeah, I do better with books. I just, when it's like, you know, like a romance novel, I, I, it's fine. Like this, yeah. I have such a hard time. Like, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I will say that like it, for me, Bridgerton has always done such a good job. It's because mm-hmm. you can tell that the actors, were comfortable like you can really tell yes. that like 
that the, the coordinators and the people mm-hmm. that are in those rooms are making sure that they are ready are making yeah. sure that they're comfortable or making sure. Yeah. And it comes through, it comes yeah. through the scene it comes through. And I think that's why for me, it like a part of me is kind of like, this is mm-hmm. like, this is, they're doing the scene in real life. Yeah. Um, and you're, that's a, why, you're a voyeur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I also go with them look ages up at mm-hmm. ages immediately. So I'm like, wait, yeah. I'm watching this. I need to make sure that everybody is, is, is it's legal and good. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm she like, is oh. only, her her character herself is only 17 yeah. which i mean yeah, obviously back kid, then yeah. that's like you yeah. know you're entering in real into... life um she's 20 back then she's like 40 yeah. she's 21 and he's 25 the actors are 21 and 25 so i was like okay they're adults this is fine but <laughs> no it was it's just a it's a really really sweet moment and of course it does not of course it does not last long because mm. that is tv for you um and so you know that she, is Shonda Land and DZ. Yeah, she wakes up. Um, she wakes up and wait, does she wake up in episode two or are we in episode no. three now? Episode no, two. This is, oh, okay. this, this, this is, is pretty yeah, much this how it ends. Two. Yeah, this, this is, is how, how it ends. ends. This is the final um, scene. Yeah, she wakes up and he's not there. And so she is kind of like, I want to have breakfast with my husband. Like, where is, you know, like Brimsley get breakfast together? And so, and I hate this trope so much. We have I overheard mm-hmm. a part of a sentence and mm-hmm. now I'm going to completely change my feelings instead of asking the person. And to be fair, what she heard, I would have pretty damning. Was pretty damning. See, no, I'm going to stand up for him. Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> that is, of course you she, are, honey. Of no, I am. Surprising. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but the reason why I am and here's where I stand is if you look at the historical context, and who he was and who he was speaking to. Yeah. He was not talking about his feelings. He was right. talking, he was about, talking about his yeah. job as a king. And we know that. To, yes. Yeah. But I know she is she is coming out of a haze of a lavender yeah, haze. A lavender haze. Of, love, a lavender haze <laughs> of, of love. And she overhears essentially what she hears is him. And I get it, but I'm just saying. I slept, I slept with her. You asked me to consummate the marriage. The marriage. I played my part. Played my part. I I charmed her. I get it. But also like, I feel like if she was the regular, if her brother taught her of what the expectations were of her station, she would not have had the same visceral. I'm not taking away her first reaction. I understand what she had. Cause she's like, oh my God, why are you cheapening? Sorry. About my dog, but why are you cheapening what just happened between us last night? I get why she did what she did. I'm just saying, if she had the same upbringing that he had, she yeah. would understand more why he said what she said, or she would have asked more questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, but to rebut that a little bit, it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, I'm here for, to perform our marital duty, and it was very clinical. Yeah, but it wasn't. So even if I feel like no, I'm not saying what he did. I'm saying who he was talking to. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying with her reaction, though, still to me, even if she, I mean, because she does know in that assessment, she's literally told. Which this was like, I when you know, mom is assessing her and like, oh great, you have amazing hips. You're gonna give my son all kinds of kids. That's your job. Like that's made pretty clear that right there. She understands that, and that's why even at the 
at the wedding night, she's like, mm-hmm. hey, we're supposed to be doing what married what married people do. people do. Like, I'm not completely sure what that is, but we are supposed to be doing. So I feel like she she could have had more awareness. Yes. But I feel like she knew exactly what was expected of her, that she's supposed to be a baby machine. But when he treats her so reverently and so you know, sweetly so, and so really treated her like it was a moment. Yes. Yes, that's where I differ. It was not out of duty. It was not out of the way he pursued it. He could and uh, and episode three, which we all have watched, (laughs) it do it is out of duty. Like we get we get scenes. Oh no, it's not. (laughs) Even days. Yeah, even days. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. even day. Um, and so we do know that they have the ability to just do that if that's what if they're doing this for the crown if they're doing this for and this was the first night that this was a genuine we are doing this connection connection Mm -hmm. we are connected to one another I guess that's where I differ and maybe it's because just because I grew up in a very duty heavy Mm -hmm. childhood and then like for me personally, if my if I overheard my husband, who also grew up in a duty heavy household, which she knew he did, and he said that to his mother, like I instead of just walking away and be like, whatever, it was just a bang for duty. Yeah. I would like, okay, so is this just like an arrange? Like that's where I feel like. Sh- I would have had more questions. And also, and it was wish... a plot, it's a plot device. Like, no, I know it's happened, a plot device. In order, for, in order for episode three to happen, happen? this, had this to has happen. to happen. Yeah. No, yeah. I know yeah. why it happened. I'm just saying, like, what I the fear it I seen of her in episode one, and I get why she didn't, because as women, like, she made herself vulnerable for him. She opened herself up and did like, all this hell, stuff. This was I her get... very first time, also. Yeah. This yeah. Is not she's not I a seasoned it. professional. I know. I get it. Not that you say that. Maybe yeah. I'm not pro George. I think you. He think deserved you're... what she did hit to yeah. him. I'm sorry. I you're right. I think we're doing what we talked about earlier. I think we're taking the 2023 lens. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm trying to take myself back to, yeah. to being a woman who essentially has no one outside of her husband. And so every time he kind of drops these little cookie crumbs of love and affection and of, she just of, eats it up like it's everything. Eats, she only has brimsley um, you're right Becca. so i completely george is wrong she's she's yeah. right to be upset i'm sorry i completely i, I changed my no, mind I, get, I completely get where you were coming no from. i know why you are but now that you both uh, kristen reminded me it was her first time and then you reminded me to put her to put myself in her position i yeah. would have also been like f you but she's nicer than me because i would have like invited some random lord to my <laughs> to Buckingham well, Palace. Well, here's what she does. She just implements the whole, oh, okay, you're not just George, you're your majesty. But she implements that to a whole other level after yeah. this and is then, what it is. And that's what we, and that's what we see in episode three. Which, that's what we're setting up for. That's what we're setting up for. So but we do get just this little peek after that, that he starts having an attack of some sort. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This she doesn't hear. She's, she's walked yeah. away at this point because she's pissed at what she's heard, rightfully yeah. so. And so he starts, mom's gone too. And he starts having an attack. His hand is shaking. He's like clutching himself. And Reynolds is like, do I need to get the doctor? And he's like, no. And then he's like, crap. Yes. Get him here quickly. Yeah. So this is our very first. If you're not someone who's a historical buff, you don't actually really know the history. This is where you're like, oh, something something is something ill. Something is wrong. And now maybe I understand why he's been keeping her at arm's length, but also why he struggles and gives in because he obviously clearly cares for her and he's trying to not allow that to 
control how he is around her. And it also solidifies how important the relationship with him and Reynolds is. Like, I think that's something that I really enjoyed the first Mm -hmm. two episodes. It's just like kind of seeing, like, again, George is his own island, like Charlotte is. They don't have, they don't have all the people that are in their lives are in their lives out of duty and responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so at least seeing that he has Reynolds to at least be like, yes, you need to get the doctor. No, don't get the doctor. Um, I mean, I just, and then we get the, don't worry, Charlotte will never know. Yes. Oh, and that's how, that's how the episode. Yeah. So Um, totally sets us up for, okay, now we have, we don't know. So what's going on, but we know there's an actual explanation for his his hot and cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, none of us could stop there. Um, we will stop the podcast. No, we will stop the podcast. Yeah. We will. <laughs> and I will say cannot the chemistry. Me, you cannot give me that type of ending Mm-mm. and not expect me to watch. Well, they did a great job to find out. Yes. I cannot. And I uh-huh. can't even imagine if this was released weekly, like how normal TV shows, not even weekly. I think mm-hmm. like if it was bi-weekly or just... Yeah. I, I think I would have just been in pure agony because I'm like, you after this episode for sure end it like that. Yep. Like, come on. Um, Which is why I moved on to, I was like, okay, I'm just going to watch one more episode because I have to see how this plays out. But then, and then one more episode. And then, and then it turned, turned into another one. And then it turned into yeah. And then it turned into 3 a.m. Kristen <laughs> finishing the entire series. <laughs> You're like, you have to go to sleep. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I stayed up. I think I was up until one watching episode yeah. and then I was like Rebecca you have to go to bed oh my but gosh I I know that at this point we might have clocked in two hours which you know what mm-hmm, just I've, about. I've accepted it until <laughs> um, we are it's fine. I just I we've already kind of talked about like thoughts about the entire mm-hmm. entire show um but I will say though that these first two episodes really exceeded all of my expectations yeah. I didn't really have expectations again mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. a huge history buff so I I knew about the relationship I knew I knew about it from season one and season two but this wasn't something where I had uh it wasn't like Jane Austen to me so it wasn't like right. I had something to compare it to mm-hmm. it wasn't like and I don't know if honey, if if you're you obviously were probably coming from a different mindset since you are a history. I book. was, but mm-hmm. it also gave me everything I needed. Like mm-hmm. here's the thing. You know something is well written for me, at least personally, and well executed when even though you know how things end, you still have this hope yeah. of it being different. Yeah. And, and you know it's sick. Because I knew, I've known for almost as long as since I was 14 years old, how the story ends and yeah, how I mean, the story if, is. But I was still like, oh, no, I can make it. Yeah. Oh, no, even it's different. Just, even if you're just a Bridgerton watcher and even mm-hmm. if you just only watch like, season one and you don't even know about the history, like you still yep. know where it ends. Like you still yeah. all knew going into watching this mm-hmm. that again like we said like what what whatever your definition of happily ever after is it yeah. is not the traditional yeah. happily, happily ever after and yeah. but i thought that was going to make it a little bit harder to enjoy just because mm-hmm. i am a very we know this i have a podcast about rom-coms i am a very traditionalist when it comes to i want happy happily ever after yeah i like angst in the middle mm-hmm. i like tension in the middle i like yeah 
sadness in the middle. But at the end of the day, yeah. I want the couple to run off into the meadows, holding hands and swinging arms. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's absolutely a thousand percent okay if they have to work for it and earn that HEA. I just but, need them to get it. <laughs> no, and so I. I was a little nervous because I was like, Becca, this mm-hmm. is not really like your jam. Like you yeah. usually like you so... forget everything you know about the future watching them yeah. in their present on there. Even yeah. even when the first meeting happened, mm-hmm. I just I feel like my brain was just like, I'm gonna pretend like I don't know anything. Yep. Like yep. this is well, like... <laughs> it's not I don't think you I, I even had to tell myself I don't think I even had to tell myself that just based on his behavior I was like oh no of course even though she's like I don't want to get married she's mm-hmm. gonna be like let me walk this aisle down this aisle for yeah. this guy it was just that well written where you just yeah. got caught up so much in their immediately emotions yeah. and so... their present reality you just forgot everything you knew about it the was so authentic like literally yes. so authentic it's not yeah. a reach that she would have made that decision mm-hmm. it's none of it's a reach I yeah. I would have done the same thing and just like <laughs> it's not a reach for him to do what he did in episode two and it's yeah. not a reach for her to behave the way she did like it's yeah. just it makes sense once you get immersed and they yeah. make it so easily to immerse yourself oh my god in that it is truly the best the best form of escapism it yeah is- Agree with even with all of the moments of realism, mm-hmm. you know, surrounding around racism and mm-hmm. sexism and sexual assault, all of those things are very real, but it is yeah. so well balanced that you still are so immersed into the characters. And so, mm-hmm. I'm just, I am just beyond, beyond excited to keep watching this, um, to keep talking about it on the podcast, and I. I could I could honestly go another hour to talk about this more, but I feel like <laughs> me too. Yeah, I feel like after a while, listeners going to be like, I have things to do today. Um, <laughs> but I just want to I just want to thank you guys for for coming on. And I know that we hopped around a lot, and there was different timelines, guys. It's you you know you know this. My podcast they, has never is, been organized. If you want an organized podcast, go listen to DZ for DZ. They are a lot more. <laughs> we are not. Structured. Oh my god. Um, they're a lot more structured than than Trash Romance Central. But <laughs> I I had such. We a just good go time. with how we feel. Yes, mm-hmm. we go with the flow. I had such a good time talking about this. Me too. Me too. I love both of you. I really love appreciate you it. Um, guys, like I said, I will be releasing two more episodes um just about uh the Bridgerton story series and I'm super excited to just unpack this more um with some more special guests I'm excited to listen to you as I say I'm excited to listen to whoever else you guys talk to I'm very excited for that um and did you know that uh Shonda and Julia wrote a book Queen Charlotte that releases Tuesday based on the series I did know that yeah it comes out on the night so I'm like I can't I want to read it now because I feel like there's because they're going to like go even more in depth and things they probably couldn't in the show. Cause you know, editing and stuff. So I'm like, I can't, I can't wait to even. Yeah. Just, and like, it's think. actually kind of nice that it's opposite because now your brain, your imagination doesn't have to do that thing where it has to create yes. the characters. Now yep. you already kind of have like a starting point of like, I, of what they look like. Yeah. Yes. They would interact yep. with one another. And yep. I will say this is very apt that we're recording in the very first episode of Queen Charlotte on the saturday where they just had the coronation for the newest king of <laughs> yes that which was, i'm not that about was a part of 
but that yay queen charlotte my, that was a part of my master plan uh, <laughs> it, was not, it was not i had no idea but here we are no we're gonna <laughs> go with it you had a you had a plan you it was kismet yeah. it was kismet right you were like forget <laughs> charles we're all about charlotte yes. we'll begin with c's it works they're both charlies we just really we yeah, really like her. her. We love her. We just prefer Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> if you have made it this long, I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.